Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yimini, and each week we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in memory of Shlomo ben Edward and Edward ben Ephraim. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Refua Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Shaul ben Brita, Sasson ben Sal ben Batya, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Tova Basha. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Bamidbar, and we begin the fourth book of the Torah. The Sefer Bamidbar takes up the story where we left off at the end of Sefer Shemais. The Jewish people traveled from Egypt to Mount Sinai, where they received the Torah and committed the grave sin of the Golden Calf. And after obtaining forgiveness from God through Moshe's prayer, they built a Mishkan, a sanctuary for God. They inaugurated it on the first of Nisan, almost one year since their exodus from Egypt. And now the Jewish people are ready to travel throughout the desert to the Promised Land. Our Parsha begins with Hashem commanding Moshe to count every Jewish man from the ages of 20 to 60. The number totaled to over 600,000, excluding Shevet Levi, the tribe of Levi, because they were counted separately and totaled to over 22,000, counting from just one month old. Hashem then told Moshe the arrangement that the Jewish people would be traveling throughout the desert. The Mishkan was at the center of this formation. On the east side were the tribes of Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zavulun. On the south side, the tribes of Reuven, Shimon, and Gad. On the west side, the tribes of Ephraim, Menashe, and Benjamin. And on the north side, the tribes of Dun, Usher, and Naphtali. However, a question comes to mind. As I just explained, that the Jewish people traveled in a precise configuration when going through the desert. But why did God have the Jewish people travel by tribe only? Wasn't he worried that this can potentially lead to strife, hostility, and contention? Furthermore, the Torah writes that each tribe had a unique flag and banner that they carried in the desert. Why wasn't there one flag and banner for the entire Jewish people? The Abarbanel on this Pasuk of Yisroch ben Yehuda Abarbanel, a 14th century Spanish commentary, explains one of the reasons behind this formation to help them in war. Since they were about to enter the desert, they were vulnerable to being attacked by the many nations that surrounded it. So they are commanded to travel in a configuration and arrangement that would protect the holiest part of the encampment, the Mishkan. And if they were attacked and ambushed, the pattern they traveled in would defend the Mishkan women and children. The flags and banners were carried to help stay organized and coordinated on the battlefield, so each set of tribes can focus on their combat zone, and therefore the whole Mishkan would be protected from all sides. However, the Rabbeinu Bachayar of Bach ibn Usher, another famous Spanish commentary, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that they were told to travel by tribe only because each tribe, each shavit, had unique characteristics that differentiated them from the other tribes. And therefore, they had to travel separately to be united. But since the center of the entire formation was the Mishkan with God's holy presence, their uniqueness and individuality merged in the service of God. The Ranban, the famous Kabbalist and commentary of Moshe ben Nachman adds that the design of the flags and banners of each Shevet of each tribe was uniquely connected to the nature of the tribe. For example, the tribe of Yehuda had a lion on its flag and banners because it signified the kingship that they were given. The Rabbeinu Bechaya explains that the purpose of the formation was to show the Jewish nation that God values each tribe's individuality and uniqueness, to remind us that each tribe had a special and unparalleled purpose within the Jewish nation as a whole. And the Lubavitch Rebbe takes this a step further. 
He writes that when Moshe was told to count the Jewish people at the beginning of our Parsha, the Torah uses rather unusual terms. It says, Su'u es reish kol Israel, count each person of the Jewish nation. However, those words can also be translated to mean lift up the heads of the entire Jewish people. The Rebbe explains that Hashem is telling every person that they have a unique gift and singular purpose that only they can accomplish. And when you lift yourself up, you complete the Jewish nation. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that we must stay together and be united despite our differences. We need to appreciate and value the characteristic differences that make us individuals. And because we are all part of the Jewish people, we are all inherently connected. And therefore, our future, both physical and spiritual, lies in every person's hand. And this lesson is ever more prevalent as we quickly approach the holiday of Shavuos when we receive the Torah again. The Torah has so many topics that can be studied in so many various different ways, but all of them have the same level of mitzvah of studying Torah. There's an amazing quote that I once heard, being irreplaceable means being different. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.